Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I honor the rhythm of life and embrace all that connects me. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. I'm Jane Donovan. And for the very, 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 very first time on our show, we have finally brought in a very special guest. Uh, we considered last year doing interviews, didn't we, Jane? And we decided the time wasn't quite right. Well, we had too much to say, but we've said it now. <laughs> we had to get all of our talking out of our system first. And we felt that the first most special person that we wanted to deliver to you, our beautiful listeners, is a very, very special soul. She has lived a quite amazing life, travelling the world as an international trends forecaster, intermingled with the fact she obviously then discovered that she was a little bit spiritual and had a much higher take on, on all of this stuff than could just be funnelled into pure corporate talk, corporate speak. And basically she's realised along the way that instead of just using consumer trends to predict the future, she's looked at things like cycles and rhythms as pathways to predict the future. So we've brought her here today, Christina Dreeser. She is here to talk to you about the four rhythms of life. Welcome. Thank you. It's a real pleasure to be your first and honoured guest. Um, I'm just so thankful for the opportunity. Well, we love, 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 love that you're here. And we're going to pretty much put this in your hands because I know that you've got these four different, quite different areas that you've broken mm. rhythm up into. So if you want yeah. to just either tell us a bit about yourself to start off with and or we'll just launch straight in, I'll, we'll leave it up to you. Well, I think the topic's far more interesting than myself. Oh, I'm oh, just going that, to kind of... So basically, if I just kind of start... Um, Rhythm is fundamental to well-being. Everything actually exists as a rhythm. Um, rhythm is, you can think of it as polarity and motion. I like to actually think of it almost as the patterns of energies um, that we kind of work with. Um, and during my kind of investigation of basically the world existing as, as, as a rhythm, um, and there was four I really started to concentrate on. And they were these rhythms are seasonal, tidal, lunar and circadian but I'm not one of those people that's kind of like in the science of exactly the peculiarities of how the moon affects the tide for me I really think that and believe that we understand the world through archetypes and through storytelling and through emotions and through metaphor so when I talk about these rhythms I'm actually speaking about them as almost an emotional component that goes within us because while we have seasons of weather so baking hot a day here in Adelaide um, we also have seasons of the mind you know right. um, and so what I kind of then I could kind of see that but you know so many people say oh we're so disconnected from nature and we've got all these kind of um, out talks for all these disconnection that we kind of have now um, and really I realized it's only because we actually are now seeing nature as the it and not the us we talk about nature in third person and so we keep it at arm's length distance from us. And so that's why we don't feel those cycles moving within us because both what's in one is in kind of the all. Christina gives a great example about, you know, when somebody's taking a photo of like a monument or a tree or a sunset and somebody wanders in front of it and you say, excuse me, can you just get out of the way? You're ruining the photo. And Christina's point is but that person is part of the photo of the nature of the whole picture. Yeah, and absolutely. We want to keep it all quite sterile and compartmentalised don't we and basically like nature's in our guts as much as it is the wind but I guess the, this, I always kind of say there's three when I talk about this topic there's three points that first I have to kind of explain one is just general awareness a lot of people don't even connect to these rhythms 
you know, you could be in the middle of summer and someone still has to be taking a cardigan to work because of the air conditioning in the office and things like that. Um, but some people don't even look at the moon before they go to bed. Um, some people don't even connect to their heartbeat or their breath throughout the day. Um, don't even recognize that the, the, the tides are kind of occurring. So the first step is really just bringing an awareness that life is cyclical. And as, you know, Rebecca, you did mention my, and I still am a trend forecaster. And it just amazes me how many of my clients do not think cyclically. How could the economy be on a constant upward trajectory when the world exists in patterns, rhythms, and cycles? Whether it's, you know, a baby to a teenager to an adult to a business going through peaks and troughs to a butterfly's kind of metamorphosis. So we exist within this. I was most fascinated when we first spoke to you um, mm. on our national radio show, mm. and I was I'd never thought of my business in terms of cycles. I had I had recognized some patterns yeah, yeah. and I'd learned to not become anxious about those patterns that this too will pass, it has in the past, I've been here before, etc. But when you're wanting to make changes in a business, are there certain mm. signs that we should be looking for to make sure that they are happening at the best times or in the best methods with the best people? Yeah. What sort of tips do you give for being able to get connected to the cycle of something like a business that's not, not trees and nature? Absolutely. And it's really fascinating when you actually start working more and more with corporations, you realize the really attuned ones are already working with cycles. So stockbrokers, you know, some of the really smart retailers as well. Um, but I guess it's best to kind of say, how do you kind of tune into it as such? Um, a lot of it is when I, I'm very fortunate, I get to work a lot with visionaries. And what they're actually doing is they are actually consciously aligning with these rhythms. People that are mediocre, successful, they're unconsciously aligning. And those businesses right. that are really not working, out of sync, like totally something is they're out of rhythm and they don't know actually what it, what it is out of sync kind of or they're like constantly pushing against the flow because they can't <sighs> read it or see it. Not time to jump if it's not, they're yeah. not feeling it, are they? Yeah, and because basically, I, I actually think there's nothing more important in this physical plane than timing. Right. There is nothing more important than timing. Um, and what I've really learned about rhythm is rhythm is actually a series of sequences. So when you actually look at the moon, it doesn't go from new to full overnight. It's a process it goes through. And that's why I think so many of us struggle with divine timing. We don't realize there was a certain sequence that first had to be completed that could be related to somebody else's life path as well before something kind of kicks in for us. Is this because we're always impatient and in a hurry as a Western society? Because we don't know how to view this world impersonally. We don't know how to view it from a high enough perspective. We don't know how to view it archetypally and mystically. It's all about, it's all happening to me. Why is this happening to me? Instead of, it's just a, it's, it's just life. Right. And so I, I love it. Like the world is both impersonal, but we're bit, we have a very intimate relationship with it. And because we don't have that ability to be almost from such a high, from, from the cosmos kind of looking at it, we can't see those things. They like said, well, what is the best time for a business to do something? A lot of the time we don't know what the best time to do something is because we're trying to be on time and not in time. Correct. Oh. We want everything when we want it right now and we want to force things if they're not happening right now. And there's yeah. not a lot of surrendering yeah. to the rhythm and the cycle, is there? So how do you know that you're in time and not on time how do you get in time is it is it listening to your your joy following your passion being in in alignment with it's effortless and easy and brings me joy or mm. if it's hard we're going the wrong way mm. it's so funny because it's one of those things where 
you know, I really love that line by um, F. Scott Fitzgerald, which is, you know, um, the sign of intelligence is being able to hold two opposing viewpoints in the mind at the same time and not go insane. I often joke my job is not to go insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what I do as a career. Yeah. Um, because it is one of those things that sometimes you do have to push because it's all about you showing uh, persistence and determination. And other times you're just banging your head against a brick wall. And the reason, again, we can't do that is because what rhythm is actually doing is it's taking us back to at one moment. It's almost, um, I see rhythm as a way of being in the world. And when you have that way of being, um, Osho said some, something really, really lovely where it's like, you know, when you don't know what you're kind of doing and then you're, you're in a dark room, you're trying to find the door. But actually, when the light's on, you don't need to look through the door, you just walk through it. And that's the most important thing about rhythm. You can't understand it through the mind. Right. Oh, which nobody can do because we're all completely living in our minds. Like I've said on so many podcasts, nobody is living from the neck downwards. We're from the head upwards. We're complete mental static, right? Yeah, and that's why um, if you look at, say, Carolyn Mace's work, why we have such a problem with addiction because when, you know, the heart chakra and the, the, the fourth and the sixth aren't in communication, what happens to the will? It gets lost to the addict. Right. You know, and so I think that's the other thing. And, and maybe if I just talk about what each of these rhythms kind of represent and then I can link them all kind of together. So basically, when I look at the seasons, and we could say that's, you know, changes in temperature and light, all of those kind of things. For me, it's all about acceptance. It's all about acceptance and inviting greater presence. When I talk about the circadian rhythm, and you might say, what's circadian? That's everything that happens on a 24-hour basis. So that is actually your dream life, just as much as your heartbeat and your breath. Um, and to me, it's all about congruency. I think actually the challenge for all of us on the spiritual path is how do we be a congruent how do we be a congruent human being? So when we have that congruency, it's about how do we then have that greater alignment? When we look at the tide, the tide for me is all about that effortlessness and connecting to that silence that powers the waves, the ebb and the flow. And when I look at the moon, for me, it's all about reflection and pacing and phasing, which is another important aspect of business. So if I can kind of take just four of those kind of components, I think the first step is surrender. Yeah. Which, which is, you know, we always kind of think of that as the giving up, but it's almost like surrendering to, to, to the higher. present moment. So whatever is presenting in your life at that yeah. moment. The relationship breaks up, okay, you go for it, you take that relationship away from me. That job falls apart, it's no longer there. Take it away, it's obviously not what I needed. It's that whole, you know, how they kind of say that Michelangelo, David was already in the, 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 um, Inside the stone. You just had to be chiseled away. Think of all those other things that are taken away from your life. It's chiseling you to your David, right? So you're being gratitude for it. Life, take it. You know, embrace actually what life at the moment is presenting from you. From once you've got that surrender, you have that chance to reflect. Most of us don't build contemplation, reflection, or prayer. A lot of us have an issue with prayer. You know, or we think that um, God should answer the first prayer we ever ask, ask, you know, or we only want prayers that work and things like that. Um, so, but we don't have that deep, intimate dialogue with the divine. And I think from that, then we can actually get to the greater acceptance, which is there's a higher pattern running than my own limited kind of mind. And so we're saying, not why is yes. this happening to me or for me or through me, but in that impersonality. Um, and then I think from then it's about the congruency and alignment. And as I said, rhythm for me, it's a guide to life and it's a way of being and existing in the world and how you engage with it. Yeah. Yeah, coming into alignment. If you can boil all of that down into mm. one or two take-home points for so is it is acceptance and surrender? Is that what you feel is at the base of all of that? Yeah, it is because, I mean, there's this line that says you cannot break the laws of nature, only yourself against them. 
So whatever and presents, you must trust and go with the flow, literally. Absolutely. And not go with the flow in that really, like, lazy or control kind of. It's about, like we're saying, it's about reading the patterns of energy. And that means learning how to read with some symbolic eyes and how to perceive and use more of the five physical senses to be able to do that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, yeah. this was all also, would this not be... It's a test, like a, not the word test, but it is about faith. Is that as we've grown in experience, we get to a point where we know that we are in alignment, and that even if this is situational, whatever it is I'm, I'm currently in is uncomfortable, I have faith that this is for my highest good, and that therefore the dots will be joined after. Would that yeah, be and also that. Um, we always we find that we always figure out the mind of God. Do you know? Um, it's almost like how can you surrender human reasoning to divine reasoning? So I really feel it's you know we have to get out of the the human mind reasoning and to be able to kind of see the divine reasoning and so to be able to use um, eyes that can kind of read situations symbolically, archetypally, mythically. Christina, can we get you to go through the four rhythms just sort of one at a time so everyone can understand what they are, how they stand apart individually and how we can use all of them? Absolutely. Well, I usually kind of start with the seasons because that's kind of the most easiest one for people to kind of wrap their kind of heads around. And I think it's one of those things that at the moment we expect to have strawberries all year round and asparagus all year round and you know, Easter starts, you know, 10 weeks before it does in Christmas. And so we're always out of sync or, you know, it's a hot day today, but we're going to see winter coats in the department store where we're always kind of being disconnected and fragmented from what actually is occurring, kind of occurring now. And I think it's one of those things that, you know, it's almost in summer, you sometimes just want to like wear silk and wear light clothes, clothes, but, you know, you wouldn't want to wear heavy linens or wool today and, and eat a really hearty kind of soup. You know, you just feel out of sync. You're not, in, again, in that one and with that kind of moment and so I think what the seasons are always teaching us is you know like Thomas Merton said blessed be this day for it'll never come again yeah. it's all a unique moment of time that won't and can't be repeated and so it's almost like being able to can you be aware of how the light falls on this particular kind of summer day as it will fall in a completely different way in the second kind of day and I think when you grasp that kind of preciousness then you don't want strawberries all year round or Easter eggs, or, or accessible all the time, because the land loses, it's almost, it's um, sacredness, and it's the fragility of life. Yes. And I think that's why, you know, we can all post these lovely things on Facebook about carpe diem and all the rest of it, but very few of us, it's so easy to hit the like button, far harder to live it as a real way of being. Exactly. And that's, yeah, I think like things like surrender, we talk about it a lot, but surrender is not a one-off thing, it's a constant lifestyle choice. Mm-hmm. As I said, this is a, rhythm is a lifestyle, it's kind of a way of being in the world. A way of surrendering every day and just allowing it to flow and to flow with it. To right? what that pattern of energy is within you at that time. So you could actually, in the middle of summer, be going through your own winter of discontent that's right and this is what always mm. bugged me about when I had to work corporate especially for creative people you're expected to get in a chair at nine in the morning produce 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 create 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 knock off at five some days you don't feel like it some days the muse isn't there some days you want to be at home with a hot water bottle and that's mm. totally forcing you going against all of those natural cycles and rhythms that come and go with the seasons of our lives and a lot of cities are really all about you know constant summer energy 
always being on, always being out there, don't know how to kind of almost like um, take hermitage and kind of retreat and inculcate ideas kind of privately. Cocooning, yeah. Absolutely. So obviously turning on the seasons is the joy of eating seasonally as well because I think when we eat foods at their peak, it helps us be at our peak as well. Yeah. So it's really kind of key. Mm. And so, yeah, living in the now, okay, not wanting the moment to be any other way than that actually is and not to splinter our energy. A lot of the times we don't heal is because we don't have a lot of, uh, we don't have enough energy in present time to be able to run these universal laws because we're also not then aware of the cause and effect the consequences that are kind of when we're almost in this um, unconsciousness as such. So it's again, how much of my energy is here and now or how much is it fragmented elsewhere? Right. Right. So then when we kind of look at the circadian rhythm, for me it's about congruence. Do you just want to explain what that is again? Because that yeah, is, sure. Well, so it's a term I'm not familiar with. So rhythm, yeah, rhythm number two. Rhythm number two. So we've got number one, which is seasonal, which is all about inviting acceptance and greater presence. And when we look at the circadian rhythm, that's everything that happens on a 24 to 25 hour basis. And I think what that's actually encouraging is almost like, you know, Plato said, we are our habits. You know, and I think it's what we do. Everyone always wants the extraordinary in their life, but the real beauty is in the ordinary. And it's again when we kind of pay attention to what am I doing on a daily basis, you know. And a lot of the times, corporations don't almost know they don't know how to begin and end their day. You know, same with us as individuals. It's almost like another day, another day to create, another 24-hour cycles. And then when we go to bed, a lot of us don't close that kind of day, so we carry all these old fragments and resentments with us that are kind of continuously changing. We don't always come to each new moment fresh. Because I, I hear that, you know, it, in days, times gone past, that mm. Indigenous people would always be, you know, rock up for sunrise and sunset because in the rising and setting of the sun and the different colours that would come in the sky, the cleansing of the chakras that would wash away all of the day, that was their closure. And like you're saying, the end of a chapter and mm. then dream time when the next chapter starts. And like you're saying, we go to bed worrying about 8 million things. We wake yeah. up at 3 in the morning still worrying. We get up to drop the kids off the alarm goes up like it's just yesterday's to-do list gets put onto today and then it just kind of snowballs to that kind of a lacking some right. ritual around that aren't we oh, absolutely and I think also we don't, we're really great sometimes I think Australians at beginnings not so great at endings you know and that's an essential part of the cycle is both the beginning and ending as just as much as the blossoming and the maturing of life and sometimes our culture it only really values youth not, you know, the benefits mm. that actually come from, from the maturing and the wisdom kind of side. Well, on the wellness couch, we've actually got a wonderful podcast called 100 Not Out. Mm. And it's where um, a couple of the guys interview a lot of centenians and, and mm. uh, people that have great, great elders and wisdom and, oh, it's yeah. fabulous, fabulous podcast. Um, what's a great way, do you think, for busy Westerners to end their day? What's a nice, a ritual that they could perhaps try and introduce to complete that cycle of the day, perhaps before they're going to bed or... Yeah, and I mean, one great thing to kind of actually do is really just connect to your heartbeat because, you know, that's why this, this earth breathes. We forget about its own inhale and kind of exhale, that pulse we don't kind of feel. Um, but also it's like in our mother's womb, that was the first beat that calmed us down. That's why rhythm is that kind of so key to our fundamental kind of well-being. So I would be either anything that kind of can induce that feeling of rhythm before going to bed, whether it's just laying your hands on your heart and feeling your heartbeat, or whether just being able to kind of gaze at the moon, or whether it's being able to get, give gratitude and give thanks for an experience that you had today. But I think it's very much being able to know we walk on sacred ground. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of key. And no I think way. obviously throughout the day as well, the rhythmic presence of our breath is what brings us back to present moment awareness. But that real deep breath, that 
existing with this, the inhale and the exhale of the life that almost being able to close your eyes and go almost within, behind your belly button and to kind of feel that kind of energy kind of moving us from there. Because I'm me, trying to do that now with <laughs> playing around with my but it's almost again when you witness like the rising sun and setting you you realize your own insignificance in the world and i love again it's the paradox the divine paradoxes where the insignificance as well as the significance it's not us individually bringing the sun up and down each day and that's where i think i think you were speaking earlier where does that faith come from we don't individually have to bring the sun up and down each day you know we're not spinning the moon it's it's actually but, and that's where I think I love this idea of rhythm so much because it's where fate meets destiny. Maybe. It's basically, it's like thy will as well as, you know, free will working in a dance because that's what actually rhythm is. Occasionally it's a complete moment of surrender. But sometimes say you're an author, you've got to put your butt in the chair and you've got to put those hours in and show that persistence and dedication and don't let a few little, oh, my back's sore, I've got this to do, to be more important than your dream. Have a backbone. You know, and so it's about being absolutely when you're within yourself, within your own rhythms, within your own patterns of life. And actually, maybe if I could get to pacing, because I think pace is a really, really important part of life oh, at the moment. I'm, I'm keen to hear this. Because most of us feel like life is outpacing us, or our corporate life is dictating rhythm more than nature's kind of rhythms actually are. And so when I talk about pace, for me, I, I use this term in musical notation called, because there's so many people rhythm is linked to music, um, El Tempo Justo, which actually means everything at its right and appropriate pace. So it's between 66 to 76 on the metronome. So when we kind of look at that, you know, objectively, that's the beat of the human heart. But subjectively, it's using your own intuition to garner at which pace you're going to be playing your life. Right. And that's different each day. I'm one of those people that if I'm with someone at a different pace, I, I tune into their pace and go faster or slower depending on them. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a lot of us do that. A lot of us do that. Yeah. And that's how we lose ourselves. Because it's almost like a lot of the times it's like, wow, where am I within this? You lose yourself in other in other energies, like seagrass being pushed around under the ocean. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think the other thing is it's all about, you know, we're so this culture of instant gratification, you know. We want to go to bed, you know, we go to bed this flawed human being and then we want to make wake up in the morning this divine spark, like in one night. You know, or, or, or this, this healer, they're the ones that are going to be heal me. Or I just find that one thing that someone said to me as a child and do some affirmation or well, I'll finally be perfect. Yeah. It's not that at all. And I think that it's right being able to kind of see, wow, you know, even a car doesn't go from first to fifth. There's a series of progress. There's a progression. As I said, rhythm is a sequence of events. Right. And it's almost like the tapestry that's kind of being woven. We don't understand with our kind of thoughts what psychic, you know, almost like these, uh, what we're kind of sending out there, what threads are kind of being kind of joined up. Um, and so I think it's one of those things where to be able to kind of be there as this honoring each pace in its own beautiful kind of moment, not knowing and not judging. I think that's the other thing that so much judging in the world at the moment. And I really feel at the moment that this new age movement, you know, it's really driven a lot by shame and perfection. Shame and perfection. Shame. That's yes. So how, what do you feel is a good tip for somebody that I think most people would probably know their own, um, what was the word you used for your tempo? Yeah, uh, but your own inner tempo, that's perfect. Yeah. So I think that most of us would probably instinctively know where we feel most comfortable with Mm. that. What's a tool to be able to maintain your own tempo when you're in the presence of somebody else who's running at a whole different tempo? 
Absolutely. Stop placing more of your value on clock time than actually feeling time as a sensation. Okay, I'm getting my head around that one. Okay. <laughs> so uh, not about being in vertical time and not horizontal time in, in that kind of pacing. So, again, a lot of the times when we're with someone else, there's always an outcome usually associated to it or a result that we actually want. We're never just in the process of it without any, any judgment because yeah. so many of us, again, with grace, we want grace for ourselves. It's far more powerful to feel the grace of another. Uh, does that make yes, sense? Exactly. So a lot of yes. the times we're out of pace because we're syncing up more with our mind's rhythm right. than almost actually than what the moment is bringing towards. So you therefore would sync more, right? So you're syncing into the moment, which is a connection with syncing to another, but not through mental connection. Absolutely. And through the rhythm of what that moment is calling. So it could yes. be saying like, it is a business meeting, but you might be saying, Now's the time to advance with this, maybe asking for the pitch, but now maybe now it's the time to kind of retreat. And it's being able to kind of like read almost in that sense. And, and maybe I can talk about the tide now because the, the tide for me, again, it's about effortlessness, it's about surrender, and it's about flow. But it's about being able to put your gaze at which waves haven't yet even formed yet rather than what's crashing on the shore at the this moment. Is, this is the trendcaster talking now. <laughs> this is the forecaster and me being able to kind of come out. So basically it's being able to and say, can you get a sense of what rhythms are coming up? And and that's really fascinating space to, to, to exist in. This is what I think is another language for being psychic. Mm. If you don't have to have this rare, weird gift dropped on your shoulders by God, your body can feel it is what you're saying, or you can learn through practice yeah. of, of observation how to start to learn to read the rhythms around us in life is what you're saying. Absolutely, because basically I believe that the, the current will carry us wherever we need to go so long as we're light enough to be carried. Mm-hmm. So we've got to empty those stones out of those pockets to be able to kind of be carried. And so it's like how do we come with almost like that, that beginner's kind of no mind as well. And, again, so much of the time what we're trying to do is um, when people want tools and tips and techniques, it's, again, that's the mind talking. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the waves. That's the superfluous of the waves. They're not actually, again, connecting to the inner stillness and the silence that powers the waves. When you are that, in that inner stillness and silence, We'll know which next right rhythm, movement, word, gesture needs to be said. We're in the fourth rhythm now for those who are playing at home. We are now in lunar rhythm. Oh, tidal, tidal. tidal. So basically Sorry, tidal. when people are wanting so much of that grasping and that neediness, it's because they haven't actually taken themselves to be first within that stillness because I really believe people always say, well, where does the future come from or where does, um, where does creativity come from? And it actually does come from that still gap between the thoughts. Right? Yeah. The beat, yes. you know, the, yes. the gap between the music. The silence between yes. the breaths. So when you're in that space, you don't need to do anything. Rhythm is about being and not doing. It's not me giving you these seven tips and kind of tricks. Right. That's the mind. When you're just in the rhythm of all things, you know the next right step. And this goes back to what you said right at the beginning about surrender. Mm-hmm. It's just about showing up in life and just being mm-hmm. and, and observing what flows past and mm-hmm. trying not to attach to any of it. Like the good Buddhist that we all are. <laughs> and absolutely, and recognizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Buddhists here. <laughs> absolutely. Maybe peas this year if yeah. we're lucky. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it is that thing about being at the. I feel that we're far more, it's about being a channel. How do I be a channel for grace? 
how do I be a channel for these rhythms to kind of effortlessly flow through me without stamping my own personal agenda on them? What is your definition of grace? Seeing she's written an entire book on the topic of grace. What it's is a beautiful the, word. What is your definition of it? I believe we exist in a, a field of grace. And I believe that everyone, a lot of people might have their Christian connotations. But to me, it is just the divine. It is just being able to exist in the knowledge in that field of of the divine as it needs to, whether it's an intuition that comes to you, whether it's, um, you know, being able to catch a green light when you really needed it. Um, that's what I feel that it is, but it's less about understanding grace. It's far more about being the experience of it. We, so many of us, we want to read about God rather than experience the divine. And that's what I think why I so love rhythm because it's it's experiential. It's a way of existing and being in the world. It's a framework for life and it's, um again, how to connect. Yeah, connection. Why don't we want to experience it though? Why do we want to kind of intellectually observe, like observe it rather than are we Lots scared? Because so many people say, well, how do I be present? How do I be present? And I always say it's far more interesting to ask yourself, why don't you want to be present? Why do you keep taking yourself out of present time? And I think that's the other thing. Why are we so scared to connect so deeply to life? What are we scared of, Christina? I think part of it is that we're scared of to be able to kind of say to be both the nothing and the everything. We're scared of, of, of the, what was it, Nelson Mandela quote about our own life Brilliance. and power? Brilliance. Yeah. It's too yeah. scary. I, and I, I, think, I think you're right in saying both, mm. both, both to be nothing and to be everything. Mm. Oh, look, let's just let everybody marinate this because Christina gives you so many, so much to think about whenever she starts opening her mouth that I know that everyone's going to have to go back and probably listen to this twice or even three times, maybe on slow, <laughs> to really fully digest so many of the beautiful gems of wisdom that she's given us today. Jane is going to give us our affirmation to close. First off, I want to say thank you so much, Christina. I've had my jaw down and I've got lots to process and think, but I found that fabulous. And in closing, I honour the rhythm of life and embrace all that connects me. If you want to know more, anything more about Christina Dreeser, you can contact her at graceandthewind.com. Her surname is D-R-Y-Z-A. And we are on wellnesscouch.com every week for free on a Wednesday. You can catch your 30-minute podcast and jump on Facebook if you want to direct message us any requests for topics, Jane. Yes, which is facebook.com forward slash show one word. Have a gorgeous week and embrace the rhythm. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening.